old song. I love Jesus. How many really love him? I love Jesus. Hallelujah.
Come on and just love him a little bit. You say you love him. You say you love him. Tell him again you love him. Come on, you ain't saying nothing. Tell him again you love him. I love Jesus more today than I did on yesterday. He's done a lot for me. Hallelujah. He said he woke me up this morning and started me on my way. Hallelujah. If it had not been for him, where would we be now? Hallelujah. You may feel that God has been better to some than he has been to you. I don't see it like that. Maybe some has been blessed with some things that others have not as of yet, but your blessing is coming. Amen. Your blessing is coming. God has his own set time. And he wished that you wouldn't hurry. But when the blessings arrive, it'll be there. And every good and perfect gift come from above. As I said, that the only three subjects tonight that I was sort of pondering over in my mind, wondering which would be the best. I, I know there is a need for repentance and repenting. And there is a very need and teaching of giving. And also love. Love and giving ties in together. You wasn't here, many of you was not here on last night during the missionary service. And we had planned to go through in about the usual way um, testimony services. You know how we do most times on missionary night. Same old routine. Not expecting nothing new, but just going about done. Had someone prepared and ready to preach. But I feel to say that God changed it. Amen. And he had in our midst on last night uh, Elder uh, Pastor Wasteder son was it was here with us last night from Russia and he began to tell us about some of the things that was happening over in Russia and how people was getting saved being filled with the Holy Ghost and how that God was really 
blessed over there. Then he also brought about their needs and how hard it is to get Bibles. You've heard that before, but sometimes hearing things and letting it die down and we don't keep it in mind and before the people like we should and it soon fades out of our mind. A lot of us, all we think about is where we are in Jackson, Mississippi. Who cares what would go on in other little towns and cities as long as it don't happen to us in Jackson and around the suburbs. But we should be concerned about souls. People everywhere because God is concerned about them and I feel that we should too. And I want to say that not telling you something that you don't know, but this is a blessed country. And every way you look at it, it is a blessed country. No communists. Amen. Eat what you want to live while you want to live. And got good jobs and good education and Amen. You got doctors here, good doctors. You can go to doctors when you're sick, operate on you. That was years ago, years and years ago. They didn't do it. They couldn't operate on your head. In some parts of the world that they they took a hammer and where you were hurting that they busted open. And, and a lot of times it worked. They lost some, but that's what happened. They bust your skull just like a coconut. Don't you know if it wasn't for God and if God had not gave the doctors wisdom, thank God for the doctors. Oh, you ain't saying nothing. Let something happen to your head then and see what it will. <laughs> so many things that we are blessed with and by that we don't even recognize it ourselves. We should count our blessings and just see what God has done for America. Amen. And sending missionaries I asked last night, who want to go to Russia? To help those people over there, they need missionaries. They need preachers. They need somebody to teach them. After they get the Holy Ghost, they need to be taught. They got a great big building over there. And they've been asking me to come. And been asking me to come. I said last night, up, I said, I'm going to Russia. I am. I'm going to Russia. After Jesus comes. And Haiti is another, well, I won't go to, to the trouble trying to name them because there's poor people everywhere, uneducated and don't have food and places to stay or whatnot, sleeping on the ground. Oh, my Lord, we are just blessed. 
and we won't even tell God thank you. I don't mean he don't mean that you just say thank you, sir. With your mouth, he wants more than that. He wants some service out of us. And service is not worshiping. It means more than that. So I think what we're going to teach tonight, thank the Lord, we're going to teach about giving. Amen. Now somebody didn't hear me. We're going to teach on giving. Don't you think that's a good subject? Huh? Don't you think giving goes along with love and love goes along with giving? Huh? Now, repentance is good. Amen. But that is in category by itself. I mean, in fact, we know what we should do in that way. But I'm going to, I feel that I am being led by God to teach on giving. Amen. But first thing we want to do is to go to the book of Luke. The 22nd chapter of St. Luke. somebody how much you love God who in here can step up and tell anybody tell them how just how much you love God oh you tell somebody I, I didn't say nothing your love can be measured his love might not can be measured but yours can can't it huh your love got a limit huh but I want you to think, though, I asked a question to cause you to think. Just how much you love him. All these years he's been taking care of you, before even you was born. Huh? All of the time that you were sick. Now, she ain't here. Not what I'm saying. She's sitting up there talking to somebody way across the all the time that you were sick all the time you were in the hospital all the time that you were in danger and who, who took care of you nobody but your mother and dad do you believe that or are you just saying that he sheltered you. He protect you. Amen. Now John couldn't even describe the love that God has for us when he said, oh, what man of a love. The Father has bestowed upon us. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, this is what I want to bring forth first to you. Verse 31. 
And the Lord said, And the Lord said, Simon, Now listen to this, we've been over this time and again. I reckon you say, well, this way off the Bible class, oh no it isn't. From the way I'm thinking. And the Lord said, Simon, Listen to what he called him. Simon. Had something to do with our subject and everything Sunday. But he said, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, not Simon Peter, but Simon, Simon. Behold. Not Simon by Jonah, but Simon. Behold. Satan. Uh-huh. Has desire to have you. Now I want you to get that word desire. He is restless. He's seeking you for his own. He wants to get you out of God's will. He wants to stop you from loving God. He wants to stop you from serving him. And Jesus saw it coming. And he said to Simon, Satan, Satan, hath desire to have you. Now you see, this problem was surprising to Simon. As it would be to every one of us. But don't you know that Satan desire every one of us. We that has got away from him, we that have purpose in our hearts, earn to be a servant for God. The devil don't like that. The moment you got the Holy Ghost, you become the devil's enemy. Where's those two brothers that received the Holy Ghost Sunday? They, that one over there, look at that, look at that. Where's the other one? Is he here or he may be at work? Oh, there you go. Now look at that. Amen. They left the devil. Oh, let's do better than that. Let's give them a big hand for that. Glory to Jesus. My God, they shut out from down there like a jet. Then I've got the Holy Ghost. When they received it, the devil lost them. And now, God's saying, now, you are my servant. So you must serve me, but you must be taught how to serve. Because everybody don't know how to serve. Amen. Now, the devil is somewhere saying, let me see. Mm, how can I get them back? Huh? What can I do to get them back? I'll do anything to get them back. Let me see what I can offer. Let me see, can I go back and bring up some old stuff? The thing they used to do. What they, what they used to like to do. Let me see, can I go back now and get some old things? Well, they... Used to chase women, love women. They used to drink. They used to be on drugs. 
Ah. Well, I know what the Bible says. When a man is tempted, he's tempted of his own lust. What you were drawn away from, don't you think that you just walked off and left? God gave you the Holy Ghost because you repented. Amen. And you thank God for it, but the enemy, the devil, going to bring right back to you and give you an appetite for the same old stuff. And if you don't strive to get stronger in the Lord because your two babies just was born Sunday, and you're just a few days old. Now the Bible said, well, I don't know why, but I'll get to the lesson. The Bible said that there are some that the devil can capture anytime he get ready. At his own will, he can knock some of y'all out anytime he get ready. Now what are you saying? God ain't satisfied with just one person. He ain't glad to just get one person like God would be. The Bible said that the angels rejoice over just one soul. The devil ain't really concerned just about one soul. Now, let's say it can be the wife and the husband. Both of them can be saved. If the wife allow the enemy to overthrow her, then he ain't satisfied until he get the man, until he get the husband. When he get the husband, then he ain't satisfied until he calls the husband to affect or take effect on somebody else. He wants to spoil the whole thing if he can. So he ain't just after one individual. He wish, he wish that he could contaminate the whole church. And if we don't know what to do, Eventually, he will do that. So we must see to it that we keep ourselves pure. Amen. I'm teaching this way right now because this is the way the Holy Ghost is leading me, but I know where I'm going when I get to the lesson. Amen. Amen. So don't you be like you were suddenly you waiting and waiting and you know what happened. Amen. All right. Simon. Simon? Simon. Uh-huh. Behold. Look. Wake up. I want you to see something. Behold. Satan hath desired to have you. No, Simon didn't know that. And yet the kind of a person he was. Somebody asked me the other day, was Simon or Peter? You would know him better by if I said Peter. Well, he saved when he was with Jesus, walking with Jesus. I said, no, he wasn't saved. Was none of them saved. Was none of the twelve saved. 
They didn't get saved until after they got the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, what? Yes. There was one there, you know he wasn't saved, and that was Judas. Simon wasn't saved because he cursed. And he was ready to fight. And the rest of them, I don't know what they did. Well, you ain't saved until you get the Holy Ghost. Once God filled you with the Holy Ghost and saved you, he said, now stay saved. Walk in that little narrow path of righteousness. Be careful where you step. Satan desire you. That he may sift you. Satan desire you. You don't think you do? If you have lacked him, he desire you back. Lord, I wish I could get that into you. Well, you will be careful. Because you ain't saved nowhere but in the arm of Jesus. He's the only one that can keep the enemy back from you. He's the only one that can give you strength. He's the only one that can recognize Satan in his tricks. That's why that when you have these different spirits and they seem and sound so much that they came from the Lord. He said, you better try the spirit. Huh? Everybody said, the Lord told me. And the Lord told me it ain't the Lord all the time. It ain't the devil all the time. It's just you. You operate your one individual, but you operate three ways. You don't lay everything on the devil. But it's you. You the human being. But try the spirit. Lord, if this you not if you don't know him. He said, try it. I don't have to. God don't have to tell me to try if I know it's him. Huh? We can walk with God so long and be in fellowship with him until that's some things you know it is God without trying him. But if you don't know, like somebody knock on your door, you don't know who it is. Now if you know who it is, It'd be foolish to ask who is it and you know who it is. Huh? <laughs> I called to someone in the house uh, one night. I said, uh, is this the person at home? Yes, he is. Now, instead of them going and get they waited and I'm waiting. They waited and I'm waiting. After a while, they say, do you want to speak to them? <laughs> I said, why do you think I asked for it? 
spirit, then you can answer to it. And you don't have to try. But if you don't know whether it's God or not, you better try the spirit. And it did not say try the spirit by the spirit. It didn't say that. Try the spirit mean to test it. Let God prove himself. He don't mind doing it. He wants you to know who he is. Try the spirit, prove it to see whether or not it is of God. Why? Because many false prophets and different spirits is going out into the world and they is out there to confuse you. And when you think you is obeying God, you're not. When you think you're being led by God, you're not being led by God. God ain't gonna never tell you that that brother don't like you or that sister don't like you. But the devil will. He said that then to get next to you. If you don't receive what he brings, he have to leave you alone. But you got to be wise enough to know how to resist him. Then when you resist him, he say you ain't got no sense. Satan desire you, Simon. That he may sift you. He want to, he want to destroy you. As we he want to ground you up to powder. He don't like it. It's because you're following Jesus. He want to do something about it. He want to sift you as wheat. You know what that is? You know what a sift is? Huh? After you done grounded and grounded and grounded, and you got whichever thing that you're trying to make out of it, the flour, the wheat, there are the corn and things. Remember, you can't ground it so much until you won't leave nothing in the sifter. Because there's something always going to be left in the sifter. If the sifter screen is small enough. But he wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to get rid of you. And that's the way it is today. He wants to get rid of everybody that he feels that is trying or is on the Lord's side. He wants to sift you as wheat, so he's going to bring you some of everything. Old mess, new mess. Things that when you were in school, Way back. Sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. But Jesus said, I know his tricks. Now I have prayed for you. Don't we need to pray for each other? When we get out of the ditch, don't you have to suppose to help somebody else out? You don't just get out and that's all. God saved you for you to help save somebody else. You don't stop. Saying I'm on easy street now, so everything gonna be alright. I got the Holy Ghost. My family saying, and I'm all right. Brother, that's 
don't stop, you're supposed to reach out and try to help somebody else. I'm even around to where I want to get. The reason I'm going this way is because I want to lay a wide foundation. Because I might be building on this for some time. But if you love God and love what he loves, then you love souls too. And it's not just your relatives. I think everybody should try to get their household saved before they reach out and try to get somebody else. And God expects the same thing. He wants you when you get saved to try to save uh, your parents and your friends and uh your brothers and sisters. He wants you to do that. He expected you to do that. He told you to do that. But he don't want you to stop. He wants you to reach out and get others. We should be going everywhere telling people how good God is. Huh? Not just when we just get the Holy Ghost. Not just when we uh, 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 receive a blessing from God. But he is good not because I got a raise on my job. Huh? He is good, not because when I was sick, he healed my body, but he is good all the time. Hallelujah. And then he loved you, he loved to hear you tell him that he's good. Amen. He loved for you to tell him that you love him. But only he don't just take that word love and that's all. Amen. He said, if you love me, just obey me and do what I say. And that proves it more than anything else. Satan desire you. He desire to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for but thee. I have prayed. Look who prayed. Now I believe, and it is in the Bible, he didn't just pray for Peter. He prayed for all of us. Is that right? Or maybe you don't know that. He prayed for all of us. And in the 17th chapter of St. John, he prayed for all of them. He did not just pray for his disciples. He said, I pray not for these alone, but all of them that believe on me through their word. So he prayed for all of them. I probably wouldn't have been saved today if he hadn't have prayed for me. He prayed for me before I got here. Lord have mercy. Amen. He said, but I prayed for you. That thy faith. That your faith. Fail not. That what you got made up in your mind. Don't let the devil take it out. Hallelujah. Why you think that people is turning back? Why you think people is backsliding? Why you think people is just like dogs turning back to their own vomit? Amen. It's because their faith failed them. They didn't have enough faith to keep on. They did not have that endurance faith. So somewhere they got weak. And their faith crumbled. Their faith was destroyed. And what they used to stand for, no longer do they stand for it. Backsliding. That's why that Israel was like she was. Faith failing. But I prayed for you that your faith won't fail you. 
And when thou art converted. No, when you, you see, you don't stop there. When you is on the safe side. Strengthen thy brethren. When you are converted, when you get enough strength to walk, when you get what you need, then strengthen brother. Help somebody else. Amen. And suppose everybody was helping somebody else. What kind of a country, what kind of a world would we have? Everybody trying to help somebody. But we can, be, we can become so selfish in this day. Until long as I got, I'm satisfied. Even if the other ones don't have anything. I'm satisfied because of what I have myself. How many satisfied with a home that God has blessed you with? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can say amen if God has blessed you with a home. Ain't you glad he did? Huh? Then shouldn't you be trying to help somebody else to get on their feet? Come on, I told you I know where I'm going. I'm coming on around here. I'm going to have some dry amen, but that's all right. Amen. If you don't know, if you don't give God the praise just because you think you know where I'm going, I'll tell you what's going to happen. God will send something and blow your house down. He'll do something to you. You better praise God for it. But now when somebody else, when God bless you to get up, he expects you to get somebody else and raise them up, help bring them up. And he tells us how to do that. He tells us, say now, I'm coming to the church first. He always did. And that was a custom that they had with the Jews or with the Israelites. He taught them how to love one another as brethren and he taught them how to give. Now somebody said the other day, we need to be taught how to give. You sure do. It's because of where you came from. Everybody don't have to be taught how to give. Some folks is just so, what you call, free-hearted. And they'll give, I mean, before they got saved, they would give you all, I'm telling you, they, they just give you. I had to tell a brother here last night. He was in here and he heard about Russia. Well, they needed food. They need clothes. Clothes. They need Bibles. They need a number of things. And he just, a young convert in the Lord, and we lifted an offering last night for the missionary department. And we say, well, since it's this night like this, we're going to just turn it in to whatever we get, and we're going to give it to whoever it is to uh, our uh, to help support the needs of whatever they needed for over there. And so I was given maybe $10 and $5 and, and $20. Well, I did. I gave 20 I don't know who else did. And they, and the brother came to me. He said, uh, Bishop, I sold a car. 
my car. And I got $600 for it. He said, and I believe that the Lord is pleased and put it on my heart to give the $600. I said, wait a minute. I said, I want you to be sure now it's God. Because sometimes our funny feelings and our compassion will cause us to do things that act when we really wake up and then we really settle ourselves and you find out it wasn't God, but it's too late then, they got it. So I say, wait a minute, be sure now that it's God. Amen. I don't know whether he's been thinking on it across today and whether he doesn't come to the conclusion of saying, I'm glad I waited. I don't have the same mind that I had last night. Amen. But I'm trying to tell you, some people, it's just what we call free-hearted. They love to give. And you don't have to have the Holy Ghost all the time to cause you to give. Unsaved people will give the last that they have. But some of us just as stingy. We were born stingy. We was taught how to be stingy. You know that. Lord have mercy. I wish I had somebody to help me talk. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but I know I know what I'm doing to you. Amen. You don't have to say nothing as long as I know it's in the book. Amen. It is right. Some of us are stingy. Amen. My daddy and all of his people were stingy. They wouldn't buy a flea a wrestling jacket. They were just that close. On both sides. My uncle was working and he had money. And he wouldn't give him but a quarter on dime or nickel. That's all. My aunts would get a peppermint stick of candy. Coming to see my dad, the brother. Put it up there when we were kind of small, we couldn't get it. Put it on the mantelpiece in a base. You think they broke it for some of us? They came there with it and left with it. Stayed there two or three days, but they left with it. Going to church, daddy would give us from a penny to a nickel to put in church. And that's all. Some folks was brought up being like that. So God has to teach us how to be
and how to give to those that don't have nothing. So that's the way the church is today. You wonder why that these people, and, 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 and you said, building such big, fine churches and things is because of giving. You don't have to be saved to give. Now God has blessed you and he brought you from way down there to where you are now. We got one, two, three. Three classes of people and maybe four in here. You know we got some poor people. I guess you can say amen to that. I guess you can. See, somebody won't even part your lips. Lord, you say something. Yes, I know what you're saying. Thank you. But we got some poor people in here, and not only in here, all around us. The Bible must be fulfilled. He said, the poor you're going to have with you always. I don't care what you got. I don't care how good God been to you and how he blessed you. And it seemed like that his blessing just flowing. There are some people in Jackson, Mississippi ain't got food to eat now. And you got food to throw out to the birds. My wife feeds the birds. That food that we don't eat, and being that, I'll be glad she got it too. Amen. Especially the bread and stuff. She throw it out. That's God's way of feeding the birds. Amen. She don't know really why she doing it. The way she, she feed the birds. But that's, that, that's God's will. To feed the birds. That's one class. Then you got the middle class. Then the middle class I said, I put myself or us in that category. Oh, uh, you know, food left over, clothing you don't, amen, don't use no more. How you been blessed and you got food, bread to throw away, things, you know that. And then you know what happened to that. So, we got those two classes, one has been raised above the other. And then we got some who is rich. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about rich in mind. I'm talking about rich. I don't expect for you to respond to that one if you ain't. But you, but you ought to want to be rich. If God make you rich, you ought to want to be rich. So you can't respond to that one. Because you don't know how a rich man feels. You don't know how he thinks. Huh? But he's up on a high horse. Can anything go beyond 
being rich? That's the reason I said three. Can anything go beyond being rich? Uh, let me see how I can describe this. Some of you all, to me, reminds me of uh, what we have uh, business meetings. This looks like it's a business meeting. Everybody quiet. Wondering what's going to be said. And the quieter you be, the more I know that God gave me this, what I'm fixing to really get out on and start to teach it out. Amen. But God bless you to get way up there. As long as you know it's God, fine. But some of us never think about the man that's still down there in the valley trying to climb up and ain't got nothing to climb up with. Then God say to you that he has really blessed whosoever have this world's goods. You can't give nothing if you ain't got nothing. I'd love to give. I'd rather to give to people and for them to have to give me. Because I got to wait on a blessing, but if I already got it, I know what I, I know what, where I can go. I know what I can do if I already got it. But if I'm just waiting for somebody like the blind man, waiting there for somebody to have compassion a moment, wait until somebody bring me something, how long will I have to wait? It's more blessing to give than to receive. So you're waiting. Then God have to put it on somebody's heart to come to your rescue. Now he's saying, whosoever have this world's good. Think about what this world got. Think about what you got belong to the world. And God gave you some of it. And there's some people tell you how to make it. What do God expect for you to do if you got the goods? Take up a big offering in church. Go to somebody else. Or share with that person some of what you have. Lord, this is a good teaching. I, I know it is. I know it is. Even if you don't say anything, the angels in heaven is saying amen. I always say it's easy to give something that is not yours. But what about something belonged to you? That's the reason why Jesus said how that he was sitting on. He said, now you got two coats. Give somebody else one of the coats you got. Amen. Somebody that ain't got nothing. Somebody that don't have one. In our day and time, we ain't bothered about coats. But whatever you have, he's trying to teach us. Now you ask for it. You said we've never been taught how to give. How to give does not mean just by giving on Sunday morning. In the offering. 
we could have more money on Sunday morning than we ordinarily get if we would cut out the radio broadcast, lift the offering before the preaching. But I'm not concerned about that. I leave some of that up to God. And those that love God and want to give even after the service, even if they have to leave before service is over, they will leave the offering with somebody. But they won't do that. You may not can give. Now I'm fixing to say something. You may not can give. You may not compete with the white man. But you can say, such as I have, give I to thee. You can't compete with them because they make more than you do. Huh? There are millionaires, and ain't but one in here that's driving to be a millionaire, it will be next year. I throw that aside. And there are lawyers. But even when it comes to that, they has been taught to give. And they give. And they take up on a Sunday morning or whenever they have a pledge or whatnot, they take up thousands and thousands of dollars. It ain't how big a crowd it is. It's how much you weigh. How much can you afford to give? God can bless you and you can come with hundreds of dollars in your pocket. But if God don't speak loud and say, give a hundred dollars, you won't give for 25. Some of you got money in the bank, you'll be, you won't ever be able to spend it. Now I'm going to get on to it. I'm going to get your attention now. Because I know this is what God gave me. You don't know what the year 2000 holds. But when you wake up, and come to yourself right after December the 31st. When your clock gonna stop ticking, everything in the computer gonna stop because it was set for 99. The banks and all the other will collapse. I want you to think. Money that you got and that you renege God on is coming to naught. It won't be no good to you and nobody else. But take my word and believe this according to the Bible. Every 2,000 years there's a change. So God told me to cry aloud. Spare not. Something is going to take place in the year 2000.
Look for it. Even what minute after 12 of 99, something is going to change. It's going to do it. And you ain't ready for the change. The world is not ready for the change. America is not ready for the change. They only prepare up to this time, but the 90s will be out. Things going to stop. It's going to have an effect on everything. Even on your automobile, everything. Because he's not prepared for it. What will your money be worth? What will anything you have be worth? Can't you see that God is trying to tell us something? And regardless what fixing to take place, you ain't able to pray. If my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, from their rebelliousness, their stinginess, and all, then when we pray, God will hear us. Watch what I'm saying. Look what we are doing. I've got a lot that is stored away in this computer up here that God put there. God is saying it's time for change. You've been preaching it long enough. You've been teaching it, but nobody would adhere. No, it has come God's time now to show us, to prove to us that what you've been hearing is right and was right. Oh, Lord, wake up, greet of Bethlehem Temple. Wake up, America. Wake up, world. Hallelujah. Something is going to happen. It doesn't matter about you got your houses and your land. The more God bless you, the stinger you get to him. Tithes is not yours. No way. When you give tithes, that's not yours. God say, that's mine. I'm asking you for an offering. I'm asking you for service. I'm asking you to help your brothers and your sisters. God doing his part. We want to ask for more. You can ask him. We live it right. He'll do it. But God promised us three things. He's living up to it. If a failure is, is not on his part, he promised us food and what else? Shelter and what else? Rape, clothes. He's provided that. Now he said, if you want more, 
Live right and act, and I'll give it to you. God even blessed the birds. When Sister Coleman throw bread out in the yard, that's God providing for the birds. But they can't sit up in the tree and holler, squeaky, 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 and don't come down to get it. They got to come down there, and some of them will find it and go and tell other birds, I found something. And after a while, you have a drove of them there. God wants us to be intelligent, and he don't want us to become selfish, and especially with our brothers and sisters. You ought to want to help others. A person don't have to be down on their stomach, on their back, for you to come to their rest. You ought to live so that God speak to you. God know what's in your pocket. He know what's in the bank. Help me now, I'm fixing to tell you that. He know what's in the bank. He know how many CDs you got. He know where you got money stashed away. He know. So God is free. And he is able to go into your bank account and say, give this and give that. If you love him, you'll do it. If you fear him, you'll do it. Now you know this right. God has blessed you with it. What are you saving it for? How long can you save it? Your thousands and thousands of dollars that is in the bank. And regardless what is in that joint interest. <laughs> keep it till the year 2000. <laughs> See will it be worth anything. If you be round here. May not nothing happen to the money but it can happen to you. And if you got something you can't spend, that's pretty bad, ain't it? I'm trying to tell you something the Lord loves. Now the Bible said that this one thing that God does. He loves a cheerful giver. Huh? He wants us to give it when you give. You ought to give with a smile. Happy. Glad to give. And you can't love without giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Love will constrain you to give. You can't rest. Can any of y'all go way back? Can you remember, can any of you remember when folks used to borrow flour and meal from their neighbors? Sugar and lard, syrup, all that. Potatoes, and just borrowing. But them was pretty good old days. Looks like food even tastes better. Kill the hogs. Send your neighbor a big mess of meat. Oh, that was, that was good living. I'm telling you, yes, it was too. 
Some of y'all, hey, you wasn't back there, but he wasn't with wild. Got that serpent, you know. Smell that ham about a mile before you get to the house. Amen. God is bringing up a people he wants to do for you, but you won't let him. Don't you know your money or whatever you have will increase if you do what God told you to do? It'll be like the oil that's running. It'll continue to run. God will continue to bless you. You ought to try him and see. I know what he's doing for me. And I think God wants us to testify of his goodness. Sometimes I have money, I don't know where it's coming from. But right at the nick of time, God will send somebody. I don't be looking pitiful. I don't be up talking about, I ain't got this and I ain't got that. But when God bless me, then I shall tell of his goodness and his blessings. Sometime he bless me, I take it right on and bless somebody else with it. So you done done your part and I be done done my part. Amen. And God just bless it. So you that is able to do, why don't you do and let God prove himself to you and you will see what you think you got. He will take that what you got. Let me say, if you got $250,000 or more than that, and you give like God, he'll run it up to $450,000. But you can't just by holding it and say, I'm going to get interest on this. How did that little interest throw my mountain nothing in the way? But when God gives you great dividend, you'll be surprised. you holding it and you counting it and everything, and God said, I'm going to let the law catch you. I'm going to let you get in trouble and... I'm going to let you pay out this. I'm going to let you go to the doctor. And I'm going to do all of this here to take. When God can keep all sickness away. Amen. I could have had it to say, ain't never been to the doctor or to the hospital but once in my life. But I can't say that. Now because I went there because uh, running across the street trying to Stop the alarm because of some preacher and broke my knee. And I wished I had my same knee I had when God gave it to me. I have to go down the stairway. You think I'm old walking down the stairway holding that? No, it ain't, but it's that knee. But I say, Lord, if it wasn't for me being handicapped, how I could run and how I could just come down these stairways just chip, 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 down. Age ain't got nothing to do with that. This old knee got something to do with it. Amen. But God knows how to bless you and when to bless you. Whosoever have this world's good And see his brother in need. Go and tell somebody else. 
and you got this world good, go tell somebody else. To consume time when somebody's in need and God show you they in need, you need to do something about it. You don't need a lot of folks together. You do something about it. And I declare, if you do it, God see you're done, you'll be surprised what will come to you. I believe that. Go to the book of Luke chapter 6. Yes, whoever that was. Yes. Yes, sir. But I give, I'm expected to receive because he told me. And he, he told me. And Lord, when I give, I'm expecting you to give it back. More than I gave. I'm looking for you to do it because you don't want to put it on my heart again. And if I keep on giving and you don't replace it, I ain't going to, pretty soon I ain't going to have nothing. So I'm expecting something. <laughs> oh, yes. And I'm looking for something. And he'll give it. All right, in the book of St. Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Give. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Now, who's going to give it to you? You give, and God said that's a guarantee. It shall be given unto you. Good measure. Good measure. Pressed down. Pressed down. And Whoop. shaken together. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, Lord have mercy. Who in the world going to do this but who I know? You go back and read that again. You might be reading that wrong. Give. Give. You, and you, you. Try that. Give. And it shall be given it unto you. It's a guarantee. It shall be. Lord, have mercy. Who believes the report? Amen. Give and it shall be. Look who talking. The one that owns everything. Huh? Give and it shall be given. Unto you. Unto you. Good measure. Listen, listen. Good measure. I ain't going to cheat you out of nothing. Huh? Man, I'm going to just give you. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I can't wait. Good measure. Press down. Press. Listen. When it's full, I'm going to shake it down. Where some more can go in there. Oh, y'all don't hear him talking. Where more going in there. After it get filled up, I'm going to shake it down. After I shake it down, I'm going to press it down. Good measure. Press down. Press down. And shake them together. And shake them together. And run it over. And woo, then I'm going to run it over. Lord have mercy. You talking about you don't want to give? No wonder you can't go up. And God means all the way around. Natural and spiritual. Only thing about a sinner, he just can get the natural side. But we that are saved, we can get both of them. 
natural and spiritual. Now look who's talking. And, and uh, brother, I'm looking for this. When I give like this, I'm looking for it to come just in that way. And you should be looking for it. It's all belonging to him anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get another scripture before I quit. Lord, I got, I got, I got some of them. Thank you. Uh, let me see where was I. Get the book of Exodus. Let me go back there because uh, all scripture was given by the inspiration of God. So let's go there first. Amen again. I think this would have worked. The 25th chapter in the second verse. And also Jeremiah 22 and 13. And then we're going back to the, amen, the New Testament. A lot of us don't believe the Old Testament. We just believe that for folks like that. But they brought it over. Listen to this. Speak unto the children of Israel. Speak unto the children of Israel. That they bring me an offering. That they do what? Bring me an offering. He didn't say take up your, you ought to come to church with an offering. Lord, they ain't saying nothing. Bring me an offering. Is that what he said? Bring some money to church expecting to give. You don't suppose to just come here broke. You don't suppose to just come here and leave your money at home. Lord, this is some good teaching. I know it is, huh? Bring me an offering. Of every man uh -huh. that giveth it willingly. If you bring it, give it willingly. With his heart. God wants you to be happy to give it. Not writing out a check, you don't want to have write it out. Thank God say, put 50 and you put 20. God make you forget how to spell 20. And you put it again and you, you know, you're just messing with it. Amen. He say, give a hundred and you give 50. That ain't gonna work with God if he say give a hundred. Amen. If you don't know how to spell a hundred, he'll tell you how to spell a hundred. And if you can't spell it out, write it out. Just put the figures up there. One, zero, zero, period, do, do, do. <laughs> They'll fill in the rest of it. But now this is the way, when you bring the offering, bring it. Don't ever be afraid you're going to give too much. Listen to what he said. Of every man. Every man. That giveth it willingly. Every man that giveth it. Now that's another thing. You can give it if you don't give it willingly. You ain't going to get what God got for you. Give it willingly. With his heart. Now that don't mean that somebody...
can give this possum giving and don't be given willingly. They can smile or show their teeth and give it. That's a possum grin. You really don't want to do it. And God says, I see your heart. If you ain't willing, it ain't going to do you no good. All right? Jeremiah, right quick. We ain't got time to read all that, so we're just going to this. Thus said the Lord. He said, I'm speaking. Thus said the Lord. Execute ye judgment. Execute ye judgment. And righteousness. And righteousness. And deliver. And deliver. The spoil. Uh-huh. Out of the hand of the oppressor. All right. Do no wrong. Do no wrong. Do no violence. Do no violence. To the stranger. Uh-huh. The fatherless. All right. Nor the widow. All right. Neither shed innocent blood in this place. All right. I don't know how I got mixed up with that one, but that ain't what I wanted. I figured something was going wrong. Amen. Oh, she read it right? And now you see how you messed me up now and say you ain't reading it right. Okay. Yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 22nd and 13. 20, 22, 13. You wasn't reading that, was I read 22 and 3. Huh? 22 and 3 is what I read. No, I didn't say that. If I did it, uh, Amen. Amen. 22, 13. Oh. Woe unto him. Thank you, Bishop. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Woe unto him. Woe unto him. That builded his house. Lord have mercy. That built his house. By unrighteousness. By unrighteousness. You cheated with your way up. You robbed the government. Huh? You made all that money, amen, and you lied on your income tax. Uh-oh. Huh? Woe unto him. If anybody, God expects anybody to do it, it's us. Let unsaved folks lie. Now, I'll say this. Something that the IRS don't know you don't wake them up to it. Ain't that right? Ain't that right? You say no. You're supposed to tell them everything. Oh, no, you don't. Who in here tell IRS everything? All the money you get, regardless whether it come by check or anything, how many tell, how many put that on there, what's called? called? No, not one. Huh? You know you don't. You can be too honest. Huh? If I, what you say? If I find $10,000 or $5,000, dollars, dollars, you can't trace it. Ma'am, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm speaking loud. I ain't care nothing about RS people in here, if there's any. I say if I find it, ain't got nothing to do with what I find. It ain't no use you being so act like you are. You wouldn't tell nobody but the Lord. 
Hardly would you tell him. Now, if it belongs to somebody, that's different. But I think if I find it, God bless me to find it, it is mine. It's pay tithes out of it. And then I pay tithes, you know, a little at a time, so you will say, ooh, why did he get that all of it? Where did he get all that money from? So he said, what did Jeremiah want? Unto him, unto him that builded his house that builded his house by unrighteousness by unrighteousness and his chambers his chambers by Rome uh-huh that uses his neighbor's service Lord have mercy that uses his neighbor's service without wages without wages and giving him not for his work and don't even pay him for what he's worth that's bad ain't it don't suppose to do that. Lord, we ain't started, but Lord, I thank you because I feel that because of so much silence. Amen. Very few amen. This is what you wanted me to bring because we got some catching up to do. Amen. Do you know it ain't never bring it? There ain't many people you got to do skillful teaching. There ain't many people that Come by and give me something. You say, I already got something. You don't give me because I got it. You give me because you love me, I hope. And because you is led to give it by God. I hope so. Amen. But some of you don't even give me $5. Not that you couldn't use it. You give it to me, I might give it back to you. But don't try it. But God still bless it. Yes, we. Now they can't hear you. I can, but they can't. They can't hear you. Oh, wait, tell me and I'll repeat it. She said, if your child receives child support, are you supposed to pay the tithe in the child's name or in the mother's name? They pay whoever one name you want to, but you it's supposed to be teaching your child if you can. You're doing it in the child's name. Amen. So when she or uh, he get up some side, you say, honey, you've been paying tithes a long time. I took it out. I've done this, I've done the other. It all depends upon what God got to say about it, because it's his is his, his money. Amen. But I would rather overdo than to underdo. Still the safe side. Well, we're going to get ready to quit this. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When a man is tempted, he tempted of his own lust. 
Yes. When you know you got that desire and that lust, it's time for you to do something about it. If you don't, it'll sink you like a fish will sink a cock. That's what God gave the Holy Ghost for. Amen. That you can hold on to him. If that's all the question, then we're going to quit. But remember, we're talking about giving. If you just do this, whatever you've got, if you give as unto the Lord, You'd be surprised how much more that God will bless you. You'll be surprised. He can't bless you because you are so tight with that what you got. Hold it to it. And because you're able to put a little money in the bank, and that's all right. But God say release. You got a little, give a little. That's all you got. But be looking for God to give it back to you. Just like he said. It's by faith and confidence in God. Because all of it belongs to him. God can make you rich overnight if he wants you. Anybody. You want to try? Do it. In my conclusion, on Sunday morning, when the offering is raised, just about for the week, it's rare, almost rare, to get $5,000 on Sunday morning. When some is doing something, others doing nothing. When you can do better, five dollars will get the job done. But this is the way God works. If you can't afford to give but five, He'll bless you next time that you can give more, and He'll bless you the next time while you can give more. And he'll keep on blessing. The more he bless you, then the more you give. That's the way God works. The more he bless you, then the more you give. The more he bless you, the more you give. You don't have just one pattern. Giving $20, $10. You shouldn't have a pattern in giving. Because God's going to overdo for you what you have done for him. And the more he do for you, then the more you do for him. And the more you do for him, the more he'll do for you. And it goes like that. Clamping the ladder. But when you got a pattern, $15 or $20, and you never go up no higher, and I'm not talking about $1 higher, then God can't bless you like he want to. 
But God said, I done told you, you can't beat me, give it. So when you give this, I'm going to give you more. More to give. When you give that, I'm going to give you more. Well, Lord, you see my house, no. Well, Lord, you see my car, no. And on and on. You're thinking about yourself, and you forget about God or put him on the back burner. But God say, do my business first and see when I bless you to do yours. It takes faith, it takes trust and confidence. But I'm a living witness that if you do it, you'll go higher than the Lord. Even he'll, take, he'll keep sickness out of your home. Amen. Try. Try. You'll see. Is there anyone tonight that loved the Lord enough to come to him? <laughs>